So we often talk about relationships and how the majority of people kind of have the honeymoon period and then everything seems to break down somewhat after that. Uh, why do you think that is? Yeah, it does seem to be a pattern, doesn't it, in most relationships, really. But I think one of the main causes that I've observed in relationships is that a lot of couples are just not aware of how much their emotional past affects the present relationship. And with this lack of awareness um, about how their personal history affects the relationship, that's when, you know, conflict starts to creep in and then the communication starts to break down. So when you say emotional past, you mean like childhood emotions. Is that right? Yeah, to some degree, um, you know, because our first relationships with our caregivers, this is where we learn to navigate relationships. And we do it in a certain way, don't we? We develop a certain relation, relational style. And often we develop quite strong emotional defences as a way to deal with stress and other painful feelings when we're children. And these painful feelings can get stored in our lower brain. And then as we grow up, we lose awareness of these feelings. It's a little bit like if you imagine putting something in the cellar and then just forgetting that it's there. And then one day um, our partner might say something or do something that starts to trigger these feelings of pain. So you're saying that our emotions from childhood are stored in our lower brain and as adults in a relationship our partner can sometimes trigger those past negative feelings yeah and it's it's kind of a fact that the more that we recognize that the more we can start to navigate our present relationship in a much healthier way you know even neuroscience tells us that Emotional memories can be stored in the amygdala and the hippocampus from the past. And what that means is that we don't always have the um, the memory as such, as in pictures in our head. But what we do still have is the emotions that are connected to past events that might have been quite painful for us. And it's these feelings that get triggered in our relationships as an adult. And this is where... You know, we then think it's our partner that's caused this pain and then we go into some kind of negativity, maybe shame, blame, judgment, criticism. And as you know, these are all very corrosive for our relationship. Yeah, so, like, is it even possible to prevent triggering our uh, partner into pain? I think it's possible, definitely. Um, I wouldn't say, I think it'd be a bit idealistic to believe that we could prevent this happening altogether. But that's where the safe communication dialogue comes in. Because if we do inadvertently trigger our partner into pain, then we can use the dialogue process to get things back on track. Um, because what that does is it helps us to communicate from our higher brain, the neocortex, which isn't connected to past emotional 
things that have happened. It's it's much more about the present. Um, so yeah, just being able to take it in turns, talking and listening, listening reflectively, validating and empathising. All these things help to keep the relationship safe. And as we've spoken about before, if the relationship is safe, then growth can happen. And if there's growth, it means that the conflict will drastically reduce. So just so we're clear, so listening, validating and empathising, and then that should give us a safe environment in which to grow. Okay, so here's one for you. So, aren't sometimes our criticisms of one another justified? I think um, it can certainly seem as though they are, can't it? You know, like there might be something our partner's doing that we find extremely upsetting or irritating or... You know, there's any number of things. However, criticism just never works. What we need to do with the criticism is to, first of all, notice what the feelings are behind it. You know, it might be anger, irritation, that type of thing. And then to use the communication dialogue process to have a conversation about that. So not have the conversation when we're feeling angry or critical. And and also to find out what is it that we're wanting that's become a criticism, you know, because under every criticism, there's a need or a want that's wanting to be heard. So it's about the style of our communication as well, because anything that lands negatively on our partner is going to make them feel unsafe with us and is going to stop the growth of the relationship. So it's all about communicating in a particular way and requesting rather than criticising. Yeah, so none of us like to be criticised, do we, or judged, um, and yet we do it with each other so much of the time, mm. you know, and that's why one of the other tools that we use is the zero negativity stance, really, that, and we class negativity as anything that falls negatively on our partner, that we will then look at that and find another way to deliver our message where it doesn't land negatively on the other person. So, you know, all this sounds incredibly helpful. Um, so how are people able to contact you for couples coaching? Yeah, so there's, um, they can contact me by email, which is couplescounselling.family at gmail.com and my telephone number 079-449-21130. Yeah, you know, that sounds great. Thank you.